Here at Just Baseball, we have teamed up with BetMGM for the 2023 MLB season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use code JUSTBASEBALL, and you will get up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Step number one, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code JUSTBASEBALL. Step number two, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Step number three, you will receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL when you sign up. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and get your $1,000 first bet offer today. Just Baseball Show is presented by BetMGM. Start betting with the king of sportsbooks. Use the promo code JUSTBASEBALL for up to $1,000 in risk-free bets when you bet on any money line for a Major League Baseball game, right? Uh, Not particularly. When you download the BetMGM app on iOS or on your smartphone, use code JUSTBASEBALL. And they'll basically match your deposit. So whatever you bet, if it loses, you will see that back in bonus bets up to $1,000 on BetMGM. Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem, 21 plus or older to gamble. There we go. I'll have the language down at some point. Jack, Peter, Aram, just baseball show for Friday, June 15th. We're going to fill out the all-star ballot. Uh, we're going to walk through games of the weekend. I just came across a fun website, though. Uh Cespedes Family Barbecue is the one that kind of like pushes this thing out. And it's that nine area grid um, where you have to match like, hey, did a guy play for the Royals and the Astros? Was an Astro an MVP? That kind of thing. So uh, it's immaculategrid.com. I hope they have a new one every day. You guys want to fill out the first one with me? More than anything. Okay. Royal and Astro, top left of this of this grid. What do we got? Just a Royal and an Astro? It's active players, obviously. No, I think it's any player at any point. Zach okay. Ranky. Ranky. Royal and Astro. Correct. Uh, Brave and Astro. Charlie Morton, the first one that jumps yeah. to my mind. Yeah. Charlie Morton. Um, Astro and MVP. Astro, that was an MVP. Well, yes. Jose Abreu was an MVP. You're right. MVP so was he... with the Astros? No, it can be just an MVP and a Houston Astro. So uh, we could yeah. put Abreu. I was going to say Altuve, but Abreu works. Uh, Jose Abreu. Oh, did it mark it wrong? Wow, it marked it wrong. It's calling know. 2020 a fraudulent season. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. A Mickey Mouse year. Okay, so I put Altuve and we're right. How about Dodger and Royal? Dodger and Royal. Zach Greinke? Yeah, see, he's a Zach Greinke again. <laughs> yeah. Can you do two, two for one? Zach Greinke already used. Mm, can't oh. do it. Can't Dodger do it. and a Royal. Current player. Can be a former. Can be a former. Dodger and Royal. We got to be better than this. I feel like it's got to yeah. be like a reliever. Has to be a reliever. Man, was James Shields ever a Dodger? 
I don't think so. Who's a Padre? Okay, how about 3,000 hits at a Kansas City Royal? Is that George Brett? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. 1980 season, I think, is the best season any baseball player has ever had, arguably. Well, I mean, Bonds is 2004. No, one. no, no, no. <laughs> look, at, um, look at the 1980. How about 3,000 hits in an Atlanta Brave? Chipper? Chipper Jones. Yep. Chip. Oh, no. Chipper what? wasn't at 3K? Chipper wasn't at 3K? Hank Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Chipper wasn't at 3K? Chipper wasn't at 3K, I guess. Hold on. It's just Braves propaganda calling him the greatest switch hitter of all time, I guess. That was one uh, of my favorite players ever. <laughs> I know. He's amazing. Yeah, 2,700 career hits. Wow, what a bum. How did he make it into the Hall of Fame? Is he hit but he hit left-handed <laughs> and right-handed. Yeah, it's true. 303-401-529 slash nine for Chipper Jones. Yeah, so good. Uh MVP and 3,000 hits. For who? Yeah, that's that's the crossover. MVP and 3,000 hits. Tony Gwynn, I think, won an MVP, right? Well, Ted Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams. Yeah, you can put a lot of different guys on that yeah. one. Yeah, I mean. Miggy. Put Miguel Cabrera. Go. Fucking took Strider deep. Go, Miggy. I'm out of guesses. You have to go perfect. What the hell? I'm out of guesses. <laughs> This hold on, we need some bug fixes here. I'm, I'm yeah. totally out of guesses. Um, all right, how about that? So we didn't do Dodger and Royal, we didn't do Dodger and Brave, and we didn't do Dodger and MVP. So ridiculous. Okay, let's Steve move Garvey. to the All Star ballot. Who? Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey. Was he an MVP with the Dodgers? I think so. Maybe. All right. Maybe. How are we doing, guys? We're doing well. Well, I'm doing way worse now, knowing that we're a fraud baseball podcast. Yeah, this is ass, bro. Let's see if your all-star picks are any better. That's that should be good. Should we start in the American League with catcher or how should we do this? Uh we'll start in the American League. I'm I just pulled up MLB.com's all-star ballot, which is where you have to go to place these all-star votes. So, like, let's just walk through the voting process like other people would. So we'll do, you know, AL first base, work down the uh, let's do AL first base, NL first base. So we'll stay on first base and then move position by position. Cool? Cool. Sounds good um, to me. So I pretty much walked through my picks on Tuesday when we gave the update um, after the first fan vote. So for the most part, I'm going to abstain. I'm going to mention it really quick. But we'll go rapid fire. So I'm going to go to each of you um, here with, with your pick. So AL first base, we'll start there. Yandy Diaz, probably the leader in the clubhouse here. You've got Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Nathaniel Lowe, Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, Ryan freaking Noda. Aram, who are you looking at? Not even close. It's Yandy Diaz in a runaway. Yep. Peter? Yeah, Yandy leads the league in F4 at the position, sitting 300, highest WRC plus at the position, 12 bombs, 168 WRC plus. It's got to be Yandy Diaz of the Rays. So how about Jose Abreu, though, in his 609 OPS? He's heating up. He's heating up. I, like, yeah, I he know, heating up. I know we make fun of him, but if he gets going in the second half, Astros will look a little bit scarier, especially yeah, with, that, with Jordan out now. That was a 500 OPS like three weeks ago. Yeah. There was no homers like three <laughs> yeah. weeks ago, and now it's yeah. four. When you have no homers, your OPS will jump real quick, <laughs> and then that's exactly what's happening. Yep, NL first base. Freddie Freeman, certainly the leader with his 982 OPS. The guy's hitting 331 with 13 jacks and 44 driven in. Uh, got to give credit to Pete Alonzo, who's got 22 pumps and 49 ribbies. Paul Goldschmidt, Matt Olson with his 18 homers. You also got Lamont Wade Jr., Spencer Steer, if you want to shower him in love. But uh, this is Freddie for me. What say you, Peter? Yeah, it's Freddie, and again, it's I don't even think it's that close. No, SF fourth position hitting three thirty with a one sixty three WRC plus just continues to be the best first baseman in baseball. Nine bags, also yeah, nine bags is so interesting. He might go twenty twenty this year or, or thirty twenty. I guess like that's crazy. He will without a doubt set his career high in stolen bases this year, which was thirteen last year. It's it's wild at 32 years old now 33 he's just deciding to become a base dealer and he's finding a bit more power too like you know he was never like a huge prodigious power bat but I feel like he's adding for some reason this speed I feel like this is a leaner meaner version of Freddie Freeman yet we see the same juice it's Perfect. crazy 
it's crazy. He's getting better with age. It's unbelievable. If he stays on this track, Hall of if Fame. We, if we, well, if we, Hall of Fame, yeah. If yeah. he continues on this track where he gives us four or five more seasons of just continuing to play at this ridiculous level, he can go down as one of the better first basemen ever. And I think one of the best first basemen in the modern era, like the way he's going right now. He's yeah. going to check a lot of the statistical boxes we like to we like to check. 100%. Um, that's, a, right. that's a Dodger and a Brave for the grid question. <laughs> yeah, that is a Dodger. It's from 2000, by the way, too. We're on 2000 watch for Freddie. Real quick before we – not to delay us here. Any shot at 3,000? He's 33. He'll finish the year, let's say, a little bit over 2,000. If he plays seven more seasons and averages – I mean, he had 200 hits last year. Yeah. He's going to have close to 200 hits this year. Let's say he averages, you can be conservative, 175 hits for seven more years. Wouldn't that put him right there? Yeah, I think he gets it. Because like you said, he's aging like a fine wine. And he could do worse than that, actually. He could do 175 for about for, six. He could do 170 for seven years and be totally fine. I mean, how is that swing going to age perfectly? <laughs> he's just going to keep hitting forever. One, Yeah, so if he averages 170 hits per season for the seven seasons after this, 1,190 hits in addition to what he's got. So he, he could be less than that. He's got a little wiggle room. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I think he does it. I think he does it. And it would take him through his age 40 season. I would be more worried if he was in Atlanta as opposed to LA because he has like an unlimited, uh, he has an unlimited thing of avocado toast and all that stuff. Acai and all that. He's so Cal living. So mm-hmm. he'll probably be good through his age 40 season. Yeah, absolutely. All right. AL second base. Marcus Semien is probably the leader here in 830 OPS, hitting 286, 10 homers, 53 driven in. Uh, Brandon Drury also, you know, maybe in the conversation, but then it's a, a firm drop off to Glaber Torres. Brandon Lau is under a 700 OPS. Altuve was hurt for a while. I don't think it needs to be Altuve. I think it's Marcus Semien. Yeah, has yeah. to be Marcus Semien. I mean, he's coming off like a crazy long hit streak. I think he was up to 25 games earlier in the season. He's one of the league leaders in most stats beyond just second base. It has to be Marcus Semien. It, it, it wouldn't even be close with Altuve. It just doesn't have the playing time. It's far and away Semien. Yeah, he's playing great defense, too. Another guy that's probably going to be 2020 this year. Just continuously solid on one of baseball's best teams. Yeah, no no doubt Semien. I think run away here. Arm, who is the starting second baseman for the National League? Tyro Estrada. Nope. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's it's Luis Arias, who is in the midst of an 0 for 18, I think. So he's cooked. Unreal. Um, if if that average comes up, drops under 350, I'm out. So right now it's Luis Arias, though. Yes. Yeah, Brian Kenny. It was always Brian Kenny, and it was never Luis Arias. I, I do think Tyro Estrada should get some shine here. I think it's relatively close. I think the WRC Plus isn't that close. The batting average isn't that close. But he's playing very good defense, better defense than Arise. Clearly more power. So I'm giving Tyro Estrada his flowers. But again, I would vote for Luis Arise. Yeah. I'm Estrada's sick of hearing also- about I'm sick of hearing about the couple of blue savant bubbles. Newsflash, you do not know ball if you're just yeah. referencing those. He's yeah. hitting 380. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's really fun. And he's slumping and hitting 380 yeah. right now. So it's bad. last time he slumped, he came back out and went like nine for 14 and got the average back up over 400. I don't know if it's going to get back over 400, but I think he's going to hang around 360, 370 for a while and, and get rolling here. So Estrada, probably more well-rounded player, 15 bags, nine homers is pretty exciting. I think he's an all-star without a doubt. I think he should be a, yeah. an all-star on the bench. But yeah, you got to give it to the guy who's just kind of changing the game right now in terms of the way we look at at some hitters. I don't think anybody thought a guy like Luis Arias would be kind of breaking into ball in 2023 like this. Yeah. It is also funny that we didn't go over our all-star ballots with each other beforehand and we're all very aligned. But it's also yeah. been a lot of runaways so There's far. a few runaways. That that was the thing. There was a few where I'm like there's no way we're going to have much dissent on most of these guys, but then there's a couple spots where it can get a little interesting. Right, yeah. like through the first four, who are we going to argue on? Like Yandy Diaz, Locke, Freddie Freeman, Locke, Marcus Semien. If Altuve was healthy, it would be a conversation, but it's, but it's not. not. Uh, and then Arise is hitting 378. So, like, yeah. Locke. Um, third base in the American League is where it could get really interesting because you've got 
a bunch of good players, but no great players. Jose Ramirez having a down year with an 840 OPS hitting 281. Josh Young hitting 283, 13 pumps, 40 driven in, an 837 OPS. Matt Chapman started off like gangbusters. He's cooled off, but hitting 270 with an 815. Isak Paredes, 11 homers in an 815. Rafi Devers, 17 homers, 56 driven in and an 810. There are five names that you could write down here. Um, I think there are two up top. What say you guys on uh, the starter in the American League? Aram, you first. So this is the interesting spot because I think if the All-Star game was tomorrow, you you technically still have to lean Matt Chapman. But it's hard for me to cast my vote for a guy that's legitimately just hit a wall. He has been getting rolling lately again. So I, this, was, this was probably the hardest position for me because I cast my vote for Josh Young uh, because I like the the way he's trending. I think you got to prioritize the power at third base and he's got 13 homers. But Chapman's one of the best defenders in the game. We know that he, he came out. He got off to such a good start offensively that he still, even after these struggles, is got a 127 WRC plus. So he's only a couple ticks below Josh Young's 130. Yeah. And he's the leader at the position in F4. I think you could go either way. I'm leaning on Josh Young because of, you know, what he's doing as part of this, part of the best offense in baseball. And 130 WRC plus as a rookie, 13 bombs. He's just been, I think, the best power bat of the third baseman in consideration here, uh, but I could understand a, a Chapman case. Yeah, I'll give the Chapman case. I'm, I'm, my vote is for Matt Chapman. I just, I was looking at all the stats across the board and I was like, Matt Chapman is either second or third or four or first in basically everything. Like there's a lot of guys who are really at the top of one thing, bottom of the other, right? So I go through all of them when you combine in defense, but I agree with Arm. The way that Chapman is trending I don't know if by the time that we're actually filling out the ballot, because we will do another episode down the line where we fill out the final. This is almost after the first vote. Right now, I'm going with Matt Chapman, but that could change, right? Jose Ramirez is trending in a good direction, and Jose Ramirez should be up there, right? You talk about Josh Young. Isak Paredes has been fantastic for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to go with Matt Chapman, but again, this is another one of those conversations where I could hear all five of them. I want to vote for Paredes really bad, but I vote for Young at this point right now because I'm a huge fan of the best teams in baseball, like filling up the ballot box, filling out the starting lineups. So I want Rays and Rangers representing the American League. So like personal bias, I was going to pick a Ray or a Ranger. Isak Paredes has been really good, but I think Young has been a little bit better to this point. So that's why I go Josh Young. J-Ram, I get it. J-Ram has the sex appeal in the name department here, but his guardians are not good. That's yeah. like Chapman, the Jays are underwhelming. So but should that matter? I think it should. Because stars. we grew up seeing six Royals in the starting lineup when they were good. Grew up seeing six Cubs in the starting lineup when they were good. Yeah, I saw so what? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I that's just kind of how I view it, though. Like, no, I, I understand of the good players on the best teams being the all star starters. I view it as just whoever has had the best season, regardless of team, should represent the American League or the National League as the all star. Like, Jose Ramirez can't control who's batting eighth on his team, and neither can Josh Young. So, I'm not going to hold any of that against him. I want to look at who had the best season and Josh Young and and Matt Chapman in terms of WRC plus, it's only a couple points different. And Chapman has been the better defender too. home runs are very close to, I just give it to the guy who has the higher F war and the, and the better defense. So that's why I went with Chapman. I don't really care what team you're on as long as you're having a great year and the best of the position, which I think is Chapman. I think if Chapman gets rolling again, I'd probably shift my vote there. I I like what I'm seeing from Young. And, and again, the the power at third base, I'm going to take four home runs over you know, a, a couple DRS. And I think that's kind of the difference in the F4 at this point. Also, you have a few extra games for Chapman. Uh, Josh Young could probably close that 0.5 F4 gap with, with a few games. I, I lean Josh Young with the trend, but if Chapman gets hot, I definitely could vote for him too. Uh, Paredes is very sneakily tied Sneaky. for the lead. Yeah. Tied for the lead in, in baseball for third baseman in F4, or excuse me, in WRC Plus. And I think he leads All-American League third baseman 
in, in WRC plus. So, I mean, he has definitely been awesome this year. It's been cool to see. Yeah. Uh, NL third base, kind of a hodgepodge of meh. You've got JD Davis that yep. may be getting votes. Uh, Ryan McMahon, Nolan Arenado. This is good player, bad team conversation. And this is where I may, you know, look different. Max Muncy, you know, he's a non-average OPS guy. Um, he's got 18 pumps. Austin Riley's been underwhelming. That's kind of where the conversation stops for me. Where do you guys go? J.D. Davis, man. He's earned it. He leads the National League in F4, and he leads the National League in WRC+. Yeah, He was a former Met, I think, right? Yeah, he was. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. And he, a throw-in, basically. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Betts. Uh, J.D., for sure. The the most mind-blowing thing about J.D. If you told me J.D. Davis would have a 132 WRC plus through you know, the first 63 games, I'd be like, wow, like, that's pretty crazy. But I don't think I would have. I don't think my jaw hits the ground. I'm like, wow, the guy that hits the ball hard all the time finally had something click. But if you told me that he'd be an above average defender at the hot corner that's as well, thing. Yep. my jaw would hit the fucking ground. He has been a good defender. And, and there's been some some good pieces on kind of what he's worked on defensively. I think Mike Petriello's specifically highlighted some of the changes that Davis has made at the hot corner. Um, no doubt the the starter for me at third and probably the the funniest, actually the second funniest starter I have in the National League. Agreed, uh, but, second funniest. <laughs> but but he's been awesome. He's been awesome. Cool. Um, AL shortstop, Corey Seager missed, what, the first couple of weeks of the season? Didn't skip a beat. He's got a 1060 OPS, hitting 357, nine homers, 36 driven in. Bo Bichette's been really freaking good, man. Wander Franco been really freaking good, man. I'm going to drop off after that. Neto, Jeremy Pena, Carlos Correa has been not good. Bobby Witt Jr. has been not good. Um, Aram, why are you voting for Kike Hernandez? <laughs> uh, because of how good his defense has been. Uh, he's just been a machine over there. Uh, no, I, it's it's Wander, and it's Wander easily for me. I, I, I do think that Seager gets some consideration. It's just... He played. He just hasn't played nearly as many games. It sucks for him because I. The, he's playing out of his mind. He's been playing as well as anybody in baseball. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta give the credit to the guys that are on the field that have been doing it for sixty six games uh, for the best team in baseball. And that's Juan Franco. Twenty two bags. He's hitting for average. He's sneaking in some power. He's defending the heck out of shortstop too. Wander's been one of the best players in baseball. So uh, the, he's the no doubt starter for me. But Bo Bichette is definitely an all star. Yeah. No doubt, he has been awesome. Yeah, the problem with Bo Bichette is the defense, and that's the separator there with Wander and Bichette. Wander has been gold glove caliber, while Bichette has been below average. Um, and the speed just makes up for it with Wander. 22 bags, like Arm says. 3.2 F4 leads the position by a decent margin. I think it's got to be Wander. Like, we could talk about Bichette, we could talk about Seeger, but the lack of playing time for Seeger kind of kills his case. And Bichette, just even with the bat, what Bichette is known for, has been arguably the same yeah. as Wander. And yeah. then you add in defense and speed, and Wander takes the lead and just keeps on driving. That's why he's the all-star shortstop. Bo Bichette is like everybody's favorite fantasy baseball player. Like oh, this guy awesome. checks every box when it comes to yeah. fantasy baseball. So is Wander, though, now with the stolen bases? Yeah. yeah, but like Bichette has six more homers. He's got 12 more driven in, and he's hitting... He 320. Yeah, he's hitting like Nuts. 25 points higher. Stolen bases matter in fantasy and average. Yeah, so that's Bichette what has the average. Pro Bichette. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's – no, Bichette is like the best fantasy baseball player ever, I feel like. Um, <laughs> NL shortstop, this is where I have my funniest vote. Yeah. Fucking Geraldo Perdomo should start the uh, – should start the all-star game at short for the National League. No yeah. doubt about it. it, yep, it that, we're all on the same page on that one. It was just like – I clicked it. I'm like, there's no way I'm voting for Geraldo Perdomo to be the starting shortstop. He's the starting shortstop. It, it's a bad position in the National League right now. I tried so hard to talk myself into Dansby Swanson, and Dansby is doing Dansby stuff. Slightly above average offense, elite defense, but I can't I can't put a guy in that's hitting 265, 355, 401 with six homers. Like Perdomo's just been better. It's it's pretty wild. He's it's got to be one of the more crazy stories of, of the baseball season. Geraldo Perdomo is slashing 297, 398, 477 with a 139 WRC plus. 
he's another one of those guys like imagine if we were doing our preseason predictions i said you know what i'm feeling right now in my gut a 23 year old geraldo perdomo is going to start in the all-star game you guys would have looked at me crazy and if any of you said it i would have been like are we even a podcast we should stop this yeah it's incredible what he's doing but among qualified shortstops you know when you just go to fan graphs and all they have is the qualified right it's over like 250 ish abs dansby swanson leads an F4 and looks like the clear favorite, but then you kind of have to put in the Perdomos and the Orlando Arcias who have also been excellent too. And then it's like, ah, shit, right? It's even close with 10 to 15 less games. I think it's Perdomo, then Arcia, then Dansby. So the, the thing about like Dansby for me is while this is on par with what he does, like he's a war accumulator, it still somehow feels underwhelming when you pull the ballot up and you see that Perdomo has a shot against Dansby Swanson. And I almost look at it as like, okay, Perdomo is drastically exceeding expectations. Swanson is holding serves or is holding serve. Like I am inclined to pick the guy that's playing out of his fucking mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I definitely lean the guy that's just just blowing everybody's minds and and for, for one of the best teams in baseball as well. And you know, yeah, Dansby's just kind of doing, doing his thing. He's doing, yeah. he's doing he's good. really well, but it doesn't scream all star to me. He's good. He might be, he might end up being an all star. Do you guys think he'll be on the bench at all, or do you think he just won't make it? Because I feel like he'll make it, sort of. Star voting. So I think he should. I think he should be on the bench. I think all star voting, as you literally click on the ballot, they don't show you anything defensively. No. All star voting is done by fans who look at the offensive statistics, which is fine. I mean, it's the all star game. Uh, no one's going. I mean, some people are, but I, most people aren't there to see defensive runs saved. I mean, you want to see some cool plays, but you want to see guys to hit. You want to see your, the, the most exciting players in baseball yeah, play. Peter's going to be. There I'm not saying Gerardo Perdomo's that, but he's he's raking. Um, yeah, Dansby versus Arcia. Dansby's played 20 more games. Yeah. It's crazy that the, just fuck the Braves. The fact that the Braves <laughs> have another guy right up there at shortstop with with Dansby, who they let walk, is is nutty. Uh, but twenty less games is you know that's that's a that's a that's fair a good chunk. chunk. Yeah, that's that. I mean, RC has only played eleven more games than Corey Seager. Yeah. So I, I think we got to kind of be fair there. Um, but at the same time, Corey Seager has the competition to wander and Bobachette while. RC's competition is Geraldo Perdomo and Davey so, Swanson. If Corey Seager was in the National League, would he would he be our vote? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. then then that makes it the case. Yeah, Perdomo it is. It's which is uh, maybe Perdomo over Seager. I mean, what a sentence. <laughs> what what a sentence. He's hitting three hundred with a four hundred on base, and he's slugging. Yeah, and he defends. Yeah. So I didn't have slugging on my bingo card for Geraldo Perdomo. This guy four seventy seven. Like- yeah, what was his slug last year? How did you not know that, Jack? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what was Perdomo's slug last year? It was 262. Yeah, oh. like, come on, man. In in 148 <laughs> games. He had Plays five homers in 148. I, I want to go to isolated power right now. I'm going to go to ISO. This guy has tripled his ISO output. I've never seen that in my life. Last year. I've never seen that in my life. He had an 067 isolated power last year, and he's up to 181. He's 23. Yeah, maybe he just finished puberty. Yeah. Just getting into his body. Could have graduated LSU last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Catcher. AL catcher. Is it Salvi? Is it Adley Rutschman? Is it Jonah Heim? Is it you're in my favorite Yasmani Grandal? <laughs> Who you got going on? <laughs> uh, I went with Jonah Heim. Yeah. Um I think it's pretty razor thin. When I say pretty and razor thin in the same sentence doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think you get the gist. They're very comparable offensively, but Jonah Heim has arguably been the best defensive catcher in all of Major League Baseball, and at a position that prioritizes defense over anything else, I went with Jonah Heim. I just think he deserves it. Yeah, yeah it's not like he's got uh, a 95 WRC plus either. Nah. He's 116. Yeah, 280, 335, 449 slash line. Like that's really solid. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the guy for me. Adley is just a notch off. If if Adley was, I think 
a little bit more proficient in the power. Like Adley only has one more home run than than Jonah Heim. The um, slug for Adley is really low. It's really low this year. It's a tough place to hit home runs, but still it's surprising to see that. I think he's had some bad batted ball luck. He's The ex-Woba is higher than the Woba. The Babip's 299. So he's been a little unlucky, but it, it, you are what you are so far. And I think Adley finishes the year probably ahead of him in, in at four, or at least in the offensive statistics by a good margin. But right now it's got to be Jonah Heim for what he's doing behind the dish and being you know, kind of one of the better bats as well uh, as a catcher. Both so switch hitters. Adley doesn't even have that over him. Right. Um, and I, who has more hair? Probably Heim. Probably Heim. Yeah, because Adley's kind of going with his short look. Yeah. Do you guys share the same take? I don't like Adley's catcher's mask. I like the I like the classic one. I like with the with the back yeah, you helmet. Don't, you and don't then, like the hockey goalie thing. I don't like the hockey goalie mask. I think it take. I think that's what separates Heim and uh and oh, but does Heim have a hockey mask? Heim might have. He a does hockey. too. Fuck! I take everything back. It's back to Adler. Right. Scrap it. <laughs> no, I thought we have to go to a third option now. Now it's Cal Rowley. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Sal Perez because he has good <laughs> offensive numbers. Um, like Sal Perez is going to get votes. I, I love Sal Perez, but it would be a disservice to Adley and Jonah Heim if Salvador Perez started behind the plate for the American League. So, yes. like, no. Do watching, the right thing, vote Adley or Heim. Watching Salvador Perez frame is just so tough to watch. I mean, it's, you, you see that he's it's alive. like he's plucking fruit off a tree. He's like. Yeah, but he's got grit. Yeah, and he does he, have grit. And he's got 10-5 rights. Arm. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, two-horse race in the National League, Will Smith and Sean Murphy. Mm. This is as tight as it gets, man. I mean, Murphy, I think if we had this conversation last week, it was probably Sean Murphy, but Murphy's gone a little cold, I think, this week, and Will Smith has continued to mash a little bit. Um, I mean, Francisco Alvarez has been good. Elias Diaz has been good. JT Real Muto is, is heating up now, but... Will Smith, Sean Murphy, who you got? I win with Sean Murphy. 144 WRC plus leads all catchers in F4. I just think his defense is what puts it over the top because I don't think the bats this season up to this point have been vastly different. And again, I'm giving more credit to the catcher who plays the best defense. And Sean Murphy has been, I think, baseball's best defensive catcher. And the fact that, fact that the bat has been so good yeah. and he leads in F4, I went with Murphy. Yeah, Smith's an all-star as well. And no he'll doubt. Be a, he'll be the backup. I, or maybe he overtakes him. He's got some time. For for Will Smith to to compensate for what Sean Murphy does defensively, he's got to be better than a five-point gap in WRC+. Plus. And yeah. also, Murphy's got him beat in the home run department, which for catchers, if you just hit home runs and frame, like, I'm in. So <laughs> I, that that's that's the thing with Murphy is he's hitting even if with after cooling off like it's close enough to Will Smith it's it's insane what what Sean Murphy's doing I don't know how every team wasn't didn't see this coming getting him out of Oakland and and seeing how he was continuously improving and just empty the clip to meet their asking price uh, I'm sure the Cardinals wish they you know went with Murphy instead but yeah it's it, regardless he's an all-star he's got to be the starter i think he's been one of the best players in baseball all around so far this year yeah. me too uh clean sweep i go with murphy as well for the reasons that you guys just laid out american league outfield couple of injured guys up top um i'm going to i'm going to wipe out judge and you were don because i think they would both get all three of our votes yeah. here but they're not going to play it looks like in the all-star game it, it's going to be close and i I'd prefer to just leave them out. So if you had to pick three other guys that weren't judge and you were done, where are you going? Well, the first one I think has to be Randy Rosarina. Yeah. First, just because I want to see him cross his arms in an all-star game, but he has a 157 WRC plus and a two and a half F war while slugging 529 and hitting almost 300. But I think, I mean, Arm, who would you go number two? Because I, of course, had judge. And Jordan loaded yeah, up. I'd have to too. go back into the queues and uh, find out who I, I would have fourth and fifth. But I feel like we still have to give it to Jordan and Judge, right? I know that. Yeah. So Jordan and Judge get the vote. Yeah, yeah. They have the votes, but yeah, to have the conversation of like who else? Because they will be out, and there's a good chance that they don't end up they, getting. There's voted no reason in. to 
there's no reason to play them to be honest if they're if they're both you know yeah. banged up especially Jordan with the oblique I, Luis Robert I think yep. is an all-star yep he's playing a high level of defense in center field he's got 16 home runs you look at outfielders I mean that's among some of the best I think it's among the best center fielders I don't know if any center fielder has more home runs than than Luis Robert he's never gonna walk we know that but if you slug 532 you play good defense you got 16 home runs I think Luis Roberts got to be a serious consideration here. And it, I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. He is continuing to go nuclear. That That's the guy that gets the vote for me. And then you could go with Dolis Garcia, I, given that he's driven in 54 runs. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, that I'd also say that the offense that he's in helps him do that. But he's a big part of one of the best offenses in baseball. So he can go both ways. And then, of course, like Mike Trout is always just going to be my, no matter what, just like slap Mike Trout in there. He hasn't been the Mike Trout we're accustomed to, but he's still 127 WRC plus 14 home runs and a two F four. So you could, you could talk about Verdugo. He's really slowed down of late. I'd much rather go with Trout and his 14 home runs. Than what about Verdugo. What about your guy, Josh Lowe? Josh Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's, that's an option. Is Brent Rooker an option? 149 WRC plus. I know he plays a lot of DH too. I'm wondering if he's in the American League DH conversation or if he's technically an outfielder. He is in the DH vote. Okay. But he would definitely be a good option there. I also think Cedric Mullen should get some love. Mm-hmm. 132 WRC plus. It's just weird that the defense, at least by the metrics, has not been very good. I think Kelnick should get some love here. But I'm going to go with arms choice. I mean, just give me Mike Trout. It's kind of a cop-out answer, but for me, I think it's between Trout, Adolis Garcia, and Alex Verdugo. Trout leads in WRC+, plus 14 home runs to Adolis. He's 15, and he gets my vote because his name is Mike Trout, and that's a cop-out answer, but it's so close that I just, I mean, it's Mike Trout. Yeah, I love Josh Are you going to argue with me? You can argue I with might. me, Mike Trout? <laughs> I might. I might. Go ahead. Josh Lowe. I mean, so I'm biased, obviously. <laughs> Well, I've loved this guy for a long time as a prospect. I have a lot of his cards, but Josh Lowe's got 11 homers. So three shy of, of trout in seven less games, 16 bags. He has 40 points on him in the batting average department. He's giving up 21 points in the on base department, but then he's got, I believe quick maths, 66 points on him in the slugging department. We're talking about a 127 WRC plus versus a 144. Yep. It's Mike Trout, but but Lowe is there. Lowe Lowe has maybe been the better player. You yeah. know what? Yeah, Trout hasn't earned it. I like yeah. Josh Lowe. The problem is he's only played 58 games, um. So I don't even know if he shows up on the qualified part of Fangraphs. But I'm going with Josh Lowe. I agree with you, Arm. I think he's earned it. Give it. Give me Josh Lowe. Let's go. And, Cards going up in value. Yeah, selling him. I'm selling. I'm selling my out of fifty the second that that he gets the all star nod. That's for sure. He absolutely really? will. No, I'm actually curious about that conversation. Is is now a time to sell him? Because you know this so market many. way met way better. I have so many. So I would I would I would take some off the top and then I'd keep some because I actually think he's going to be yeah. really good for a long time. Awesome. But I have two out of fifties and an out of ninety nine. I think I'll sell one of the out of fifties. No, that makes sense. I was just curious, like, yeah, that yeah, conversation no, it's, it's always tough. Head. Like, here's a perfect example, too, not to digress too far. Matt McClain, I have his out of 99, I've had it for a little bit. He's playing out of his freaking mind. I also think he's gonna be a good big leaguer, but what if he's just a good big leaguer? What if he's yeah. Dansby Swanson adjacent? Now, his card will never be worth more than it is now. So, it's like it's always a really tough, tough decision. Um, but yeah, but it- yeah. And it's the Pena thing too. You stock Jeremy Pena and he was a world series MVP. Like he could be unloaded right after that. And like, he's a good player, but he's I don't think he's ever going to be a world series MVP on a rookie year. Like there'll never be that much hype around him unless he goes 30, 30 and wins a gold glove, which isn't happening. It's not happening. Gold glove, 30, 30 gloves happening. Maybe, maybe 30 home runs down the line, but yeah, I don't think so. So, Corbin Carroll has a higher OPS than Ronald Acuna Jr. at this point. And if you've been living under a rock, just know that since you went under that rock, Corbin Carroll has continued to be diabolically awesome. While Acuna has stumbled a teensy bit, Acuna is still in freaking great. 
Acuna and Carroll are the two locks in the outfield. Locks. Who's the third National League outfielder? I know. I already know what Peters is going to be. And also, Acuna like was stumbling, then just homered twice yesterday. Yeah. So he's like back. One of them. One of them was what one fifteen off the batter's eye in dead center. He's so stupid, what a dude. Freak. Twenty nine bags for Acuna. I mean, it's the man behind me. It's Mookie. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's Mookie. Yeah, of course it's Mookie. I mean, it has to be Mookie. He's third in F4 at the position in terms of all National League outfielders. He just keeps smiling, hitting tanks, and playing elite defense, 144 WRC+, plus. just shows up to the ballpark and is one of the best players in Major League Baseball, and he's incredibly awesome, and I would vote for him, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, 17 pumps for Mookie Betts is nuts. Um, he's going to hit a bunch of homers again this year. It, it's just one of those things where – gets on base, hits the homers, and as Peter mentioned, one of the best defenders in in, in the game in the outfield. It's got to be Mookie as the, as the third guy here. Two mentions, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Jack Sawinski in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I was about so, to say. When are you going to apologize to me about Jack Sawinski, by the way? It, give me a couple more weeks. I was about to say Tatis is becoming like almost underrated now, but then you followed it up with Jack Sawinski. I was like, well, that takes kind of stupid then. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Sawinski, 144 WRC plus, 15 home runs. And I want to, I, I have it on record. I texted Jack McMullen about Jack Sawinski last year, probably every couple weeks. And he'd laugh at me every single time. He'd literally laugh at the message. Just make fun of me. <laughs> just wouldn't respond. Just, just, laugh, just button. laugh at the message. So there were several no response laugh at the message from Jack McMullen. Eat shit. Eat shit. Gladly. <laughs> I'll raise the Jolly Roger while I eat that shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. ALDH. It's Otani. Shout out Jake Berger. Shout out Brent Rooker. It's Otani. You know he's fast. Yes. Yes, I fucking do know he's fast, Peter. <laughs> it's incredible he's hitting how three hundred. He's hitting three hundred. Twenty-one pumps, most in the American League. He went four fifty-six to left center on Wednesday. You know how no, he's like he one of the best that. pitchers. He's just kind of chilling on the mound this year, and he's like, "Screw it, I'm gonna be a hitter this year." Then next year, he might just quit baseball and go run track and field because he's fast. We're, he's fast. I he's forgot fast. he's fast. Thank he's you for fast. reminding me. We're we're talking before Otani and Ivaldi in Arlington, but that is like game of this summer right now. It's yeah. so funny because Ivaldi's pitching better than he is, but I'm so excited for like the classic eight innings, two hits, no runs, eleven Ks from Otani. Yeah, I, I I mean I'm I'm mind blown by the bat to ball this year with Otani. I always kind of figured he'd be the guy that's a two way guy, and when he when he hits, it's just. 260, 270 with a ton of homers. 299 with a ton of homers is crazy. He might hit 50 bombs this year. And if he does that, or at least he's going to hit 40. And if he hits 40 while stealing 20 bags, and I don't even care if he has a 10 ERA. The fact that he's towing the rubber is nuts. He's going to get it going on the mound. It has been weird seeing him kind of struggle a little bit. It shows how hard it is to maintain both. Also, struggling is a 332 ERA. Yeah. With a 3.35 xERA and a 3.48 xFIP, while striking out 12 per nine, he's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where he finishes this year because awesome. offensively, this is the best we've seen. And even if he's okay pitching wise, this could be a 10 war season from him or something close to that. So yeah. I got a DM right after Arm we finished the mailbag episode, and it was a really interesting question. And the question was. If Shohei Otani finishes this season like we think he does, right? I think he po- he was like, if he has a three ERA and hits 45 home runs this year, then retires. Is he a Hall of Famer? And I was like, shit. All I responded to was shit. Good question. And I wanted to bring it up after our mailbag. Yes. Mm, no. 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 Just, yeah. I, I didn't know what to say because... He's he proven, should have his own section. Like, he's proven that he's the most talented baseball player of all time. Of all time. Yeah. But, but he, no, because it's yeah. five years. Yeah. I I would vote for him in the Hall of Fame, I think. I would. If he retired after the year after put up 45 home runs and a three ERA, what I'd be the, like, yeah. What are the I mean, what else? Numbers? That's it's, so tough. 
so like he tough. changed the game like evil forever have made an imprint on the game like he'll be talked about for hundreds of years until baseball doesn't exist anymore to the degree I think that Babe Ruth is, is talked about not because Babe Ruth pitched and hit. He didn't stop talking about that, yeah. but he did though. It barely was, wasn't as fast as Otani. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, that's an interesting one. I would say no, but he gets his own like unique shrine. Does he start his own hall of fame? Yes. Maybe he gets his own little section. It's in Albany, not Cooperstown. <laughs> in Albany. The Shohei Otani Museum. Like, there yeah. will be a Shohei Otani Museum at some point somewhere. Yeah. Oh, Until yeah. Jack Caglione beats him. <laughs> he, yeah. walked, he walked, so Caglione could crawl, actually. Yeah. No one's ever going to do it this way. I, I don't think anyone will ever do it as well as Shohei does it, but some other guys will do it. Reggie Crawford with the Giants. Um, I don't know if we'll make it all the way up, but I've been watching him. First round pick nasty on the bump it definitely looks like a big league arm there lefty upper 90s hammer of a breaking ball you know he's hit a few bombs the last few days and looks decent at the plate big whiff but looks decent at the plate that's the thing i i think that the two-way players moving forward are going to look more like reggie crawford and caglione where there's probably some swing and miss but they're going to hit nukes and throw hard it's yeah. just crazy arm talent with crazy pop. It's like yeah. I could hit I 30 just, home runs and throw 99, but I'm going to have a four-ish ERA and strike out 35% of the time. I think there's also a larger-than-life physical specimen aspect to the durability that Otani has. So like, true. I don't see a, Ma- a Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn was a two-way guy. Bubba Chandler was a two-way guy in the pirate system. Like Those guys I don't think are big specimen durable enough to do both. I'm sore after my slow pitch softball games. Like, how does he throw eight innings then hit a home run the next day or hit a home run during the game where he's throwing eight innings? It's incredible. I had no idea you play slow pitch softball. How's that going? You didn't? Oh, it's going so well. You want me to read you off my stats? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Okay, fine. The the one thing that that stands out to me with him too is I, I feel like you talk about the recovery. Like, yeah, he's body. He just has this like generational ability to just recover and not be sore and whatever. I wonder how long that, that lasts but the thing is is when you like when you're evaluating prospects and like i was looking at bubba chandler i remember when i wrote up the pirate system and i had to look at bubba chandler like two different players i looked at bubba chandler the hitter did a full write up there and then did bubba chandler the pitcher did a full write up there i came to the conclusion that bubba chandler will not make it as a hitter and probably shouldn't and then shortly after they told him hey just pitch i liked him way more as a pitcher too but my point being is you know as a, as a hitting prospect he was you know like a 35 future value guy, long shot to make it to the big leagues. As a pitching prospect, looks like he could be a really solid guy, maybe potentially a 50 future value prospect. But you're two players in one and you got to make it in both. And I know it's like, duh, like, but it was when I wrote up Bubba Chandler as two different players was where I really realized like, He's got to make it to the big leagues twice, basically. Yep. And I, I, like, I don't know if that's like very obvious. And I'm just saying something that's like very, very obvious, but that kind of blew my mind where I'm like, is this prospect going to make it? And is this prospect going to make it? I said, no, yes. And it was just like a wild, like thought exercise to, to get there, to realize how hard it is to, to make it. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Arm, because the greatness of Shohei Otani, because we watch him every day, right? When Ellie De La Cruz came up, I had that little boy feeling where it's like, oh my gosh, this incredible talent I'm watching. Otani is doing this day in and day out. And we almost are now accustomed to it. So I think putting that perspective in it, and that's why I always joke about like, oh yeah, he's fast too, because I truly cannot believe he's one of the fastest players. And like every time it do- it just continues to blow my mind. It's no crazy. What. And we think of him as one player, but it's it's the two different players that is so insane to me. Like the and show. Being Otani, one of the, the best hitter. at both. Yeah. He's one of the best pitchers on planet earth and one of the best hitters on planet earth. Yeah. I just can't believe he's kicking it into another gear offensively this year. If he, I'm excited to see what he does on the mound. So obviously he's the designated hitter. Yeah. He's not going to throw in this game. Probably. He might. NL designated hitter, Jack, is pretty boring. It mm. is boring. I was just looking, by the way, I was just looking at Brendan McKay's career numbers in the big leagues, and he didn't, you know, he's been dealing with injuries out the ass. Um, he should just hit. What? He should just hit. He should, know. yes. But I was looking at like what he did. Um, he had 11 plate appearances in 2019 with Tampa. He threw 49 innings. So like they pretty much decided that he was going to be a pitcher, but that's the last guy that I think had legitimate big league talent to do both. Yeah. He had a pinch hit Homer 
It was pretty electric. Yeah. Um, but no, Otani, 29 career war, career B war. Average Hall of Famer is 71. But what was Koufax in terms of career war? Because his peak wasn't that that long. The Sandy, the Sandy Koufax president, I, I remember arguing with this with our host of the Just Fantasy show, uh, Colby Olson, because he was using that as a precedent for Johan Santana. And what Ooh. I was saying about Sandy is it wasn't just the regular season. Sandy Koufax like dominated, dominated. the postseason. It didn't matter if it was Game 7 of the World Series or April 12th. It was one of the greatest outings we've ever seen. Start over start over start. Yeah. So that's 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 the thing. But yeah, it, it's a fun topic. Um yeah. who's the DH? I really want to hear what you guys have at NLDH. So I I have a clear answer. So is it the second Marlin? It's the second Marlin. Jorge Soler, of course he deserves it. 20 bombs. 20 bombs for Jorge Soler. Of course he's earned it. Right now he has a 148 WRC plus and a 1.7 F4 as a DH. Dude's been hitting tanks. I put him in the same breath as Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and Schwarber and, ter- and Pete Alonso in terms of best power in the game. He just hasn't been healthy. But when he so, hits a home run, it looks like Goliath. Yeah. So it's interesting because it, this is one of those examples where having him be being involved in an organization where I have a little bit more ability to just like talk to people and hear a little bit more. It shows you just how much you don't know about like what's actually going on. Sometimes when we try to understand why certain players are so inconsistent or what it might be, we're always just like, Oh wow. So layer 48 home runs in 2019. And then like whatever he did in 2020, but then bounced back in 2021 and had that magical performance in the world series. Like which Jorge Soler is the real Jorge Soler. And the really interesting thing, I think they've talked about it now on, on broadcast and stuff like that, but go, even going into spring training, everything I kept hearing from people within the Marlins org and even like some minor leaguers I talked to that way, just marvel over his batting practice is that playing in the field was really jacking up his back. And he's a big power dude. Obviously you talk about like the people you put him in the bucket with. He had to play the outfield last year for the Marlins and especially on turf. It really jacked up his back and you can't hit with a bad back. So he's barely played the outfield this year. Only 15 games out there, which has decimated his F work. So he goes out there and I think he's like literally afraid to, to move much, but he's healthy and feels good. And he's just absolutely pummeling baseballs. So it's not like he changed his swing. It's not like any of the underlying metrics are much different. I think it's just managing his back well. And it's something that I would have never known. Um, it's just interesting how there's so many different things that go into it. But you don't hit 48 home runs by accident like he did in Kansas City. And he might get close to that this year. It's It's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what he gets paid. Because he's going to opt out of his contract after this year. He's going to have that all-star appearance now under his belt. Most likely as in some capacity. I think potentially as a starter. You can make the J.D. Martinez case, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, how much money does this guy get in free agency if he continues to say he has an identical slash line and finishes with 38 home runs? So Schwarber signed four years, 79. I think it's going to be a little bit less than that. Got to be less. So Probably in the 60 mil range. I think four Schwarber's years. also a year younger. Four years. Yeah, I'm going to go 60. four years, 60. I think that's about where he'll get. Maybe four for 50, but so in that the- range. The way it works for the Marlins is assuming they don't extend him, which they should. They won't. They won't. <laughs> if if he gets more than fifty million, they get a comp A pick. If he gets Ooh. less than fifty million, it'll be a comp B pick. So that's why I asked the question. Obviously, Marlins fans are going to be like, "Shit, are you kidding me?" Uh, but they're getting a comp A pick if if he leaves. Right. That 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 seems to be consensus. He's getting fifty. And at least you know the Marlins are really good at drafting too. Yeah, that's how I joked about on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> I think uh, my, one of my favorite accounts, Alex Ferrer, was like, this Jorge Soler package is going to go crazy. I was like, there's not going to be a package, buddy. They're going to ride this thing out. You're going to love the comp pick that DJ Sevillic, their head of drafting, is going to cook with. Uh, he's going to try to find the next Jacob Berry. <laughs> By the way, just fell out of Baseball America's top 10, Jacob Berry, number six overall pick. Within a year, fell out of Baseball America's top 10. It's a joke how bad they are at drafting. Hashtag make it Miami. Make it Miami. Make it Miami. Miami. Um, I saw you get to work from the ballpark, though. Weekday day games. Did you see that? That's yeah. the worst promotion I've ever seen. <laughs> no. 
Do you think that's a good promotion? Well, I know a lot of people work nine to fives in Miami, so it's probably good to get those people out of the office. Big nine to five spot. I want to go to Love Depot Park. Yeah. Can I can I say though, right when I think the wheels were gonna fall off, great win by the Marlins last night. Jesus Sanchez robbed a grand slam to, to preserve the lead. It was and actually incredible. It was that was one of the best plays I've seen. <laughs> Seriously, that was while. awesome. That guy is nuts. He's proven me the hell wrong. Yuri, uh, they, man. They salvaged the series in Seattle. We'll see what happens. But uh Yuri. it would be it would be cool. Oh my god, Yuri Perez. That's Yuri. a whole another episode we gotta do. One eight zero ERA. Holy it's a shit, rookie. He's good. Come on. So is anybody have a case to displace Jorge Soler here? Well, JD so, Martinez does have a case. Yeah. But yes. I think it's Soler. I agree. Um, J.D. Martinez does have a case, but Soler is better in pretty much every accumulating aspect except for RBIs. Um, yeah. And JD, JD which is a team team stat. Like it's yeah. going to drive in more runs when you play for the Dodgers, right? So no, I go with Soler. I wish the Cubs had Morel on the opening day roster because Morel is swinging. I think Morel's got twenty two or twenty three homers at this point. If you combine his AAA and big league numbers, he was the best hitter in AAA baseball. He goes up. And Christopher Morrell at this point has a 970 OPS. Yeah, absolutely. So Matt Mervis put it the best when I when he before he got called up. I I was like, what the fuck is getting into to Morrell? And Mervis just goes, he's toying with dudes at this point. Yes. Like he just he was it was just like it was not even it was it was almost like if we were playing Little League. And we were just going up there like just messing around and just boom, homer, boom, homer, like toying with guys. I've never heard anybody say that about a baseball player because the hitter is always the one getting toyed with, no matter yeah. what, no matter how good you are, you're the one getting toyed with. Morel's pretty, pretty awesome. Morel's going to be a good player for a long time. 22 pumps, so, you were right, Jay. So exciting. So much fun to watch. And But he, he's so weird on defense because I don't think he's actually good at any position, but he just runs around and is so athletic. And, and has a so cannon. He's got a cannon. cannon. Yeah. He's just all tools. And he's like, just like, he's like the, what's the, uh, you know that cartoon with the uh, the bird that runs around really fast? The Roadrunner? Oh, yeah, the Roadrunner. That's what he looks like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should just stick him in right and just, just let him learn how to play out there. and Just we'll just let balls. him DH and just yeah, fucking yeah. let him hit. Yeah. No, but he's such a good athlete. I want That's him to... the thing. Like, you can't but figure out right field, dude. <laughs> he sucks at defense. He can figure, figure out right field. You have a <laughs> rocket arm. So you go ro- you go Roadrunner, I go Tasmanian Devil because like I like that. It's definitely it's perfect. cartoonish the it's way he's cartoonish. cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right. Games of the weekend to wrap. Yay? Yay. Uh Friday at 940 in San Diego, Shane McClanahan against that top heavy Padres offense. What does McClanahan's mm. line look like? Maybe he's a little bit against lefties. I think he I think he struggles a little bit. I'm going six innings, five hits, three runs, eight Ks. Damn, that's like worst appearance of the season for him. <laughs> I know. Like a quality start is like a kind of a rough start for him. Yeah. But I think he struggles a little bit. Okay. It's a tough one. I one of those great. like Tatis home runs. That's a two run home run that like yeah. makes the difference. Yeah, I, I I could see I could see that. Yeah, I think it's going to be something around like six innings, couple runs. I think he punches out a ton though. I think yeah. I think he might rack up ten or eleven. Um, you say top heavy, but even the the, the heavy part is just like not even that good right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, He's I think McClanahan. I think he punches out ten or eleven. Uh, gives up a couple runs, and they still win the game. And and Darvish starts for San Diego, so it could be like a pretty interesting game. Yeah, so nine. I wouldn't be Friday night. One thing I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres win that series. Yeah, I, was, I didn't enough. realize it was a Darvish start. I I think Razors, the, I, Padres squeeze that one out. Raised oh. seventeen and fifteen on the road, thirty-one and seven at home. Man. No one wants a. No one can see the ball in that shithole stadium. <laughs> I saw. I saw a conspiracy theory, like deep cut the Twitter. Yeah, like they're, they're adjusting the fans when the Rays are hitting. Sometimes conspiracy theories are so wild that I just want to buy in for fun. I'm in because it's I'm so wild. So I'm, I'm down to push that narrative. If Dude, we want the to. AC unit, <laughs> yeah. man, they're changing the fabric of baseball as we know it. Um. Also at nine forty on Friday, Tristan McKenzie. Against Zach Gallen in Arizona, I'm tuned in because that like will be a fun pitching matchup. I think Arizona wins that. Me too. I like McKenzie though. I think he's going to give the Diamondbacks fits, but the Diamondbacks are so good against righties. I just 
it's hard for me to think that the Guardians like really get to Gallon. I'm gonna go to D-backs. I think McKenzie's still settling in. I think he's gonna be fine, but I think it's gonna take a few starts. I like the D-backs in that one. I think it's gonna be fun. It'll definitely be a fun game, but it's gonna take a few more starts for for McKenzie to get all the way back into form and. It's not not the best of of matchups to try to get back into form. So I like the D-backs in that one. Yeah. Quick note, uh, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Andrew Abbott, Hunter Green taking on the Astros in Houston. Mm. That will be a crazy test for Abbott, and we'll see how Green does with that. Um, Saturday, it's a pretty thin slate. We have to stomach Red Sox-Yankees again. don't get me fucking started. (laughs) I want to watch you assholes. I Come don't. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'm and I'm they, a part of this podcast, and I'm saying that's going to be a fun series. No, f- <laughs> we're force feeding it to us, dude. They show the fucking advertisement where it's like it's like Dave Roberts stealing second base, and then and then yeah, and then you got like Hideki Matsui going yard, and then it leads you right into Jake Bowers leading the fucking ball game off. Like I, it's so nuts. How did how does somebody make that with a straight face? But see, Dude, two thousand four want... was basically twenty years ago. That's like twenty minutes ago. Nineteen yeah. years ago. Um, I want Pedro grabbing Don Zimmer by the head and just whipping him, like doing a dead ball slam. And then, so, and then Willie Calhoun steps up. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't do it. I understand ratings are king, whatever it is. I complained about it last Sunday. Had no clue that we were going to get it again this Sunday. Yeah. I, I did this whole thing last year and, and complained about it, and it's even worse this year. I know they predetermined the schedule, and they didn't know the judge would bash his toe and this and that. You knew the Red Sox weren't going to be that good this year. Like it's just, it's not a it's not a rivalry when one of them sucks. It's just the not. Suck too. They're not fun right now. It's prime, just... prime time on ESPN. Oh. Mark Schmidt takes on Tanner Houck with yeah. Calhoun leading uh, off. Actually, I literally had a tweet. I had a, I had a tweet about Sunday it. Night. Who is it? Severino and, Severino Paxton. and Paxton on Sunday night. Okay. They, they at least throw hard. Yeah. One of them nick, one of them's nicknamed Big Maple, which is interesting. Severino is, doesn't even look good anymore. No, he looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, only question I got for you, Bobby Miller against the Giants in L.A. Ooh. What does Bobby Miller look like? Who's pitching for the Giants, by the way? TBD. Mm, the classic TBD. Probably Giants bullpen game, and they probably win that because their bullpen has been unbelievable lately. Yeah, but Bobby Miller, dog. Yeah, but six innings, two hits against that Cardinals offense. Uh, it's not saying much, I guess, these days, which is just yeah, a crazy thing to say. Yeah, Bobby Miller, I mean, dude's throwing cheese. I think that's going to be a relatively low-scoring game. I'm going to go off the... Off the path a little bit. I think the Giants steal that one. They're playing really good baseball right now. Okay. Luis Matos, big homer. Oh. Casey Schmidt dive and play. Saves the game. Bobby Miller. Is anyone arm is anyone over 24 gonna make an impact in that? No, game? no one over 24 <laughs> performs well in this. Vargas, one. Outman, no, great no. games. No, Outman's too old. Outman's 26. He's already washed. It, the reason why he slowed down in the second half is he's old now. He was young yeah. in the first half, and now he hit over these back half of his prime now. Aging. I I the Giants are playing good ball right now, even with Hanniger going down. Skremsky's starting to swing it better. Jock's back. I, I'm waiting for Bobby Miller to have that welcome to the big league start. It's going to come. I Is it in San, You said in San Francisco? In LA. Jack's just shaking his head. It's never happening. In LA. <laughs> I think this might be the welcome to the big league start for Bobby Miller. Oh, you crazy motherfucker. I don't know if it's the welcome to the big league start, but I think he, do, I agree with Armand. Yeah. I, I think he struggles a little bit, kind of like the same. I think he gives the same line as McClanahan against the Padres. You know what? You know what the welcome to the big league start is? Next time Bobby Miller's due up is Friday night at home against the Astros. Oh, that, that might be when, when, does he, comes. when does he face Oakland? That could be it. Yeah, slightly above average offense. Slightly above average offense. I don't know. Do you guys know Otani's fast? Only yeah, game on Sunday that I want to ID is Giants-Dodgers. Logan Webb against Catman. Uh, this will be a fun one, dog. Like, I love watching Logan Webb throw. I've had a good time. But Gonsolin, it's always the quietest sub, two that we've got in baseball. Because, it, it, like, it's it's a protected little bit for him. But he's always getting through six innings of one-run ball. 
I'm just so sick of him because it's a three-one count. Then he throws a splitter and they just ground out. And it's like fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like damn it, like especially like if you bet against him, it's horrible because every single you're in a hitter's count. You're like all you got to do is tee off. Then he throws a fastball like up in the zone. It's a flyout. You're like what the fuck? Why can't anyone hit him? But that just goes to show how good his stuff is. So it's more a testament to him more than just a pain for me. Right. Yeah. What do you think? Gonsal and Webb, you got a winner? That's the Dodgers win every Tony Gonsolin start, I swear. Everyone. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's because they got the plan already. They know that with other starters, you're like, oh, he might go seven. And then if he goes five, you got to stray from the plan a little bit. Tony Gonsolin will go five and does go five every single time. So then they 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 got the script ready to go. Yeah. It's they got They'll the whole go thing Gonsolin, planned out. Ratterall, Almonte, and then Phillips. Like and Ferguson. And then are yeah. we gonna are we gonna promote Sunday night baseball with the Yankees because I've 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 an ad read for you if you want. Yeah, I don't plan on it, but go ahead and do the ad read. Was is Clark Schmidt throwing for that one? I'm just going to pretend because no. So Saturday, Saturday is Schmidt and Bayo, which would be a rematch of Sunday. But Sunday night baseball, Luis Severino and James Paxton. Okay. Yeah. So just the ad read. (laughs) Luis Severino and James Paxton. All right. I would say, can Luis Severino keep five runs off the board against a slightly above average Red Sox offense? Or will James Paxton continue to show that he can be healthy for five consecutive starts and pitch his way out of Boston? Tune in to Sunday Night Baseball and see if the Red Sox can improve to 500 or if (laughs) Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers, and the rest of the Yankees can fend them off. You're such an asshole. Dude. So good. That was great. Did you write that down? No, I just referenced back to the the 500 thing that I put on a tweet before. I had had something similar in the drafts. ESPN is pretending that like Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera and Jorge Posada are still playing. And like, so is Nomar. It's Willie Calhoun, Billy McKinney. It's guys that have no emotional attachment to the Yankees because they became Yankees weeks ago. Yeah, but Billy McKinney's kind of playing well. He's got a couple singles. Yeah, he is kind of playing well. The yeah. hitters that I am excited to watch in this one are Alex Verdugo and Masataka Yoshida. And that's it. Rizzo. Rizzo's we'll getting hot. Rizzo's been ass. Stan's going to hit a home run in this series. Yeah, for sure. He's not saying a lot. For sure. <laughs> no, I'm I'm amped for his one for 12 with a nuki boy. It's going to be good. All right. Uh, just baseball show presented by bet mgm peter apple take us out into the weekend baby absolutely use promo code just baseball on bet mgm call or text 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem must be 21 or older the best way to support the just baseball show is to get yourself some just baseball merch i am not rocking a just baseball hat right now i got a boise state broncos hat absolutely elite but go get yours in the episode description and if you don't want to spend a dime and you're not a gambler but you like fantasy baseball Make sure to click the link in the episode description to join our so rare fantasy baseball league absolutely for free. Compete against all of us to win all those great prizes. And if you don't like fantasy baseball, you don't like gambling, and you don't want to support us with the time, we understand. If you could just rate and review five stars, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed this episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend. That's Jack, that's Arm, I'm Peter. And with that, thank you, everybody.